Montana. And I'm Samantha. And you're listening to Reaper Tales. And today we're going to bring you Fair Fails. We had to do it because. Don't say that. <laughs> try saying that. <laughs> when I saw that, I was like, try saying that three times real fast. Like, no, I can't. It, I have, I'm incapable of saying it. No, we covered amusement parks and we talked about like how much safer fairs are than like amusement parks. And so theory. it's. It's a season of fairs, so let's go ahead and talk about it. But before we get started, Samantha, what are we drinking? We're drinking your favorite drink, and that is a <laughs> fireball shot, <laughs> which will make sense when uh, Montana gets to her, uh, hers especially, but just cheers. Uh, cheers. <laughs> Put fireball into a shot glass and join us. Or mix it, you know, with whatever basically whatever you fancy yep i i am not the i very special occasions only do i take a fireball shot it is not my favorite and it does not agree with me whatsoever as montana knows (laughs) (laughs) when you uh the only time i've seen you like drink drink fireball was at your graduation party and you had to be carried into the house Mm -hmm. and that i blame megan for that that was Megan for fault. that. Yeah, yeah, that was 100% Megan's fault. She brought an entire handle of fireball and yeah. just kept like Toss, handing it back and forth, back and forth, back and forth. Yeah. So we were all just like drink. Well, I don't think I was drinking that night because I was high as balls. That's also entirely possible. Uh, and this was 12 years ago. I, I'm i an adult now <laughs> and I smoke. In theory, in theory, you were an adult <laughs> then, but you definitely didn't look like it. <laughs> no, no, I didn't. Uh, so, yeah, I remember that night. That yeah. was a while. Oh, I remember it. I mean, I couldn't walk, but my memory was perfectly fine and intact. <laughs> Unfortunately. You didn't have a kitchen. So, like, I washed your dishes in the, in the uh, bathtub. Uh, yeah, in the bathtub. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't have a kitchen sink for, like, what? Five years. It was, like, five years total. I think it was for... Two, maybe two years um, when I was married and then I got separated and he didn't he didn't do the because basically we didn't have countertops we had replaced all the cabinets but we hadn't put the countertops down and so there was no sink and so I washed all of the dishes including like pots and pans and everything in the bathroom sink and tub yeah, uh, I when I got the house and the divorce, that was one of the first things I did was ha- hire a contractor. To oh yeah, countertops like in a in a, sink. a month. Yeah, within a month <laughs> at, at the very least, I was like, oh my gosh, I cannot. Like, I got back, I was like, oh man, I remember this. No, this is not. This is not okay. <laughs> We're not doing that again. Oh, the good old days. Oh my gosh, loving it. Samantha, you're up first. Yeah, um, because according to which nobody can hear right now. Kelsey is now joining us to keep us in line. <clears throat> me. She's here to keep me in line. Maybe. Um, and she I has said a, that I have a notebook. I'm uh, I'm keeping track with my notebook. So that way we have it later. Good. Yes. And she can also answer the terrible questions of things that we don't take the time to look up. And it bothers Paul because we don't look it up. So, you're welcome other people too. <laughs> you've gotten emails so oh well you're welcome 
you know what? We are helping you learn to research some things on your own. You're welcome. There you go. Critical thought is free, and so is Google. Go for it. Accurate. All right. So are you ready to hear about the Greater Gulf States Fair incidents? I think so. You said it was not great. So no, no, no. Um, No, really isn't. Mine are really about two incidents. And then the one that you're going to cover that affected your state fair, oddly enough, affected mine. So I won't go into detail with it. But so we, like we said, we had already covered the dangers of rides and amusement parks and, and carnivals. I actually, oddly enough, to prepare for this on Saturday when I was doing my research, I had Paul pull a compilation of the fastest roller coasters. And the one in North Carolina came up. I was like, oh, that's the one that broke. Oh, <laughs> yeah. I think, it was, I think it was number eight uh, uh, currently. We'll we'll see how that goes. I think they've already reopened it, which is crazy to me. But whatever. Oh, yeah. I, I think I said that in that episode that it was one of the fastest roller coasters. Yeah. So on that list, and that was pretty current, it was number eight. And I think number seven was just by just a a very small amount. Could you imagine hitting that curve with it just no. like shooting out like that with the fastest roller no. coaster? <laughs> Almighty, it makes me not want to go back to Six Flags. Uh, I'm sure I will. I don't know if I'll ride the rides. We'll see if I feel brave. My life insurance policy is paid up. It's fine. Hey, I told you, this is why I don't ride rides. Actually, it's because I'm a big baby. I'm scared of like everything. So this is also true. Okay. So I was still surprised to find one page, exactly one internet page that mentioned the death of a teenager and several injured in October of 1968 at at the Greater Gulf States Fair. One page. I could not find a single article. Um, I couldn't find the obituary for the teenager that died. I couldn't find um, any kind of news of anything of any of the ones that were hurt. It was one page and it's where somebody had taken a bunch of old newspaper clippings. So I'm guessing at some point then somebody had gathered all this information from the newspapers and had the newspaper clippings like pasted to a poster board. And that's where I got all of this information. So you didn't, you weren't able to use newspapers.com. I don't have newspapers.com. So it probably would be on there, but I didn't think to go and do that. I mean, it it was literally, I could see it. It was from the newspaper. So that would be a good idea for future reference, but it's not going to help me right now because I'm already done. Anyway, your local library, you know, exactly how much time I had available to me this week. I know. (laughs) I'm just saying. For anybody out there that wants to look up anything, your library is your best bet, honestly, truly. Good to know. So um, a lot of this is just kind of put together, but essentially this was an amusement ride at the Greater Gulf States Fair in Mobile, which um, it's every year right around, I think it was the beginning of October. But the teenage, it, I have a bunch of different articles and I kind of posted all of them beca- on this thing because it has, they all had different information. But basically one teenager was killed, eight were hurt in the fair accident. The One of the eight was a young girl or a teenage girl that was in critical condition. And uh, the cause was because the amusement ride connection arm broke. Ooh. So, yeah, a lot of people having a good time and then all of a sudden, not so much. And there were pictures in the article, one of them, and it was very creepy because they were taken by people who were at the fair and 
were just taking pictures, I guess, and they caught like moments. And one of them is where a boy turns around and he's in a ride. And the picture was taken like right when it had happened. So he had turned because he heard it. And there's a look on his face that's just like utter horror. And I, I think I have the description here. Yeah, it says, watching death approach, an unidentified youth turns mouth open and watches death take its toll as Greater Gulf State's Fair Carnival Ride in Mobile tears loose, fatally injuring one teenager and injuring eight others, one critically. Wait, and what year was this? By a visitor. 1968. They had people with cameras back then? Montana. <laughs> no, I'm oh just saying. Like, gosh. I'm not saying that people didn't have cameras. I'm just like normally, like back then, people didn't have like cameras. Like the average person didn't have a camera on them, so it was newspapers and things. Well, like and that. these people might have been doing something for that. It just says a fair, a, a fair visitor. It doesn't actually specify like that they were working for somebody. So I'm assuming they're not. But they could have been. Um, it just doesn't specify that either way. Because I mean, cameras. But yes, back people then. had cameras. Or <laughs> big. And they people were. Took, they weren't that. They weren't 1968 Montana. We're not talking about the 1800s. Come on. They were. Uh, well, I'm thinking of camcorders. Maybe I, I guess. But this is a camera, not not a not a video. Now I need to know how big cameras were back in the 60s. <laughs> i looked up disposable cameras first because that's what i thought of first but that um can't be right disposable Uh, cameras didn't come about until the 80s correct the invention of cameras because it was definitely like 1816 yeah i was gonna say it's the 1800s okay all right everybody and before I mean, granted, anybody, you had this granted you had to stand still for like 15 minutes while it yeah. was taking the picture but um and these pictures were actually done really well so i'm i mean i don't know that i would say that these people were amateurs maybe they were good cameras but or maybe I they know, were from a magazine or something like that maybe i mean my husband collects cameras so he has quite a few very old antique cameras and like you you had some where it had the um, lens you would pull it forward and it had the covering so that the light didn't hit the film um, so he has one of those so I mean they definitely had the option and that was like a portable camera yeah I never took Paul for like a, a camera collector uh, the more you know but they're really cool <laughs> I, don't, I don't even I think he it kind of started by accident like these things do oh true you start you find a cool one and you do you just buy it and then you find another cool one and then before you know it, you have a collection okay Oops, that happened all right and i'm not saying like technology in the 60s wasn't advanced for what it was like <laughs> don't come at me i just knew they didn't have like, disposable cameras then because this wasn't a hobby i didn't like hyper fixate on this i worked in a photo developing studio for years so i know <laughs> It's true. Disposable cameras. So anyway, back to the incident. So um, David Bruce James, who was 16 of Jackson, was dead on arrival at Mobile General Hospital at 2.33 p.m. 
uh, admitted at Mobile General Hospital in critical condition was Nina Singleton, who was 17, also of Jackson. Treated for minor injuries and released later were Curtis Sasser, 14, Jane Taylor, 13, Randolph McLemore, 32, Edward Singleton, 17, Edward Walters, 47, Roger Swan, 5, 5 years old. Who put a five-year-old on a... Yeah, I'm I'm amazed he didn't get more seriously injured, but he must have been in one of the other cars that didn't actually, like, come off. It probably got hit or damaged. Um, and Clarence Witherspoon, 22. Bobby Walters um, didn't give... And Bobby Walters, but it didn't give an age. So that was the list of the injured. Says investigator investigating officer said the accident apparently occurred when a connection arm on the car snapped with the car turning over and swinging free. The flying Bob's ride, according to the officers, had approximately 30 people in it when the mishap occurred. The ride starts to slow and then gradually builds up speed as it turns revolutions with the individual cars going up and down in wave patterns. So, I mean, we've all seen that type of a ride. It's not something that they just don't do anymore. It's definitely something that you still can see. And there were, like I said, there were several pictures with captions. Another picture was of a critically injured teenage girl, which was Nina. There was a picture of her being removed from the ride. So somebody was like right there. And I don't know. I'm, I'm guessing that she was in the same car as the boy who died since they were the two that were the most gravely injured everybody else was released that would be my guess but nothing said specifically how that occurred Mm -hmm. apparently this particular ride had only been in operation for about 10 days and had been termed the fastest ride on the midway (laughs) oops thrill seekers all over i have a flying bob incident and one of mine oh really Mm -hmm. It's a common name too. Weird. And then it says the when the accident occurred, the ride was going at full speed. So basically oh my snapped and they just kind of got thrown, I guess. I can't believe anybody survived. I, I mean, I'm surprised only one person died at the very least. And then uh, so the other interesting part I did find about it was in this situation, Nina obviously sued the carnival for i mean injuries i couldn't obviously i couldn't find anything i'll look it up we'll see if i can find anything on newspapers.com on the boy that died i'm sure they paid something if they had but they did end up having to pay nina there was a settlement a federal court in mobile was ordered has ordered the manufacturers of a carnival ride and the owners of the attraction to pay four hundred and twenty five thousand dollars to a Jackson girl who suffered injuries at the fair. Adjusted for today's dollars, that is $1,644,572. Look at you preemptively looking up. I do it sometimes. Time money converter. Which honestly, I mean, hers was a severe injury. I don't know how severe it was. Um, it did say she had permanent injuries. You might not be able to find anything on newspapers.com. Like, I hype that thing up so much, but they don't, there's so much archived. It's mm-hmm. going to take generations to get everything uh, scanned in the way that you can like search it. Though, you know, AI is making that easier. Um, yeah. But at the same time, not everything's going to be on there. I mean, I ran into the same issue. There were like a couple of incidents 
that happened that I couldn't get any detail on because well, and like we've already discussed, these people probably pay good money to make sure that incidents are underreported or not reported at all. Let's be honest. Oh yeah, it's a it's a million. I mean, state fairs. The, yeah, depending on the state, billion dollar industry that you're talking about that also helps fund like your local ag- agriculture and mm-hmm. things like that. But we're not going to talk about that because people got bored with us talking about the uh safety regulations for amusement parks so uh that terrified me but okay to each zone the judgment was made monday by the u.s this is straight from the newspaper by the u.s district court and was in favor of nina nina singleton who was 19 at the time so this was two years later who suffered permanent injuries her father n.e singleton was awarded forty three thousand dollars which is a hundred and sixty six thousand three hundred and ninety two dollars for today's dollars um and that was specifically for the medical expenses for his daughter so and she was permanently injured again i don't know what that means that could mean she was blind it could mean she had to have an amputation there's no way of knowing what that means it didn't go into any more detail a hundred and what in today's money hundred and sixty six thousand three hundred and ninety two not enough not enough i mean even the one million six hundred forty four thousand i feel like is not enough if you're permanently disabled from anything that happens to you, they should give you a salary. There's a way that they there's a way that they calculate it now. Um, depending on the injury, there's a, like a calculation method for um, the compensatory damages, but for the punitive damages, which is usually what really does the number the jury can basically pick a number out of a hat if that's what they want to do but there is a calculation method now and i don't know if that's what happened at this point i will say that she originally had sued the companies for one million dollars and she received four hundred and twenty-five thousand, so less than half of what she had originally sued them for but they did also settle it says they settled but then it said the district court was in favor so i feel like Somebody said they settled to make themselves look better, maybe. But in any yeah. case, it says it was an it was a, two different of the articles said it was an award by the U.S. District Court. So I don't think that it I'm was just, settled. I'm curious. I don't know much about like the punitive and all of that stuff. Do they account for like, especially if it's like a lifelong situation like this you know say if it's a permanent disability it's obviously going to be weighed much heavier and you're going to get a certain amount of money for that if it's an injury where you had a certain amount of time you were in the hospital they're going to calculate how much your pay should be if it's a case of a death they're going to calculate depending on how old the person was they're supposed to calculate like but i mean even just thinking about this makes me ill because it's like, how could you actually calculate a person's worth and what they could make over their lifetime? Because you have no idea. This boy was 17 years old. There's no telling what he would have done with the rest of his life or what kind of profession he was going to go into, let alone how much money he was going to make. So no amount of money is enough. No, it's not. And how do you you can't make them whole? It's not going to happen. How do they account for inflation rates? I mean, inflation rates over the past year have been, the government is notoriously good at not accounting for inflation when it comes to awarding you money. Let me just go ahead and tell you that right now. Right. Perfect. That's just how it works. Sorry. Hate to hate to be the one to tell you. Uh, let's see. And then I had the names of the attorneys, but I'll leave that out. So 
this was October 1968, right? Mm -hmm. So in July of 2017, the same fair had to remove two rides after safety concerns. Oh. So that's the one I was telling you about. It was the fireball. Mm -hmm. And then the other one that they closed down was the freak out. And I guess it was because both of the rides were by the same company. So they ended up closing both of them. So the reason why I'm going to mention just that and I'll move forward and let Montana cover it is because it's a little, the incident itself and what happens is eerily similar to the case I just covered. And it's almost exactly 50 years later. Yeah. So as which yeah. is weird and a little creepy. And when I saw that, I got goosebumps when I was doing the research because it was like, I didn't see anything else between that time period but i'm sure there were other things well i i do a but, little bit of digging and we'll we'll kind of go over that a little bit okay well in and in this one um because of that those two rides were closed down that incident happened and then they were supposed to come down to mobile after that and so those two rides were closed when they made it to mobile and that's why it was in the news at all on my side of it gotcha um and so that's the only reason why it came up on my search. So that being said, I'll skip over that and let you cover all of that. because You'll probably go in more detail anyway. Now, in November of 2022, there was an incident when workers failed to properly secure a nine-year-old named Isabella Carmichael on the <gasps> mega drop ride. There was a video taken by a family member that shows when the girl realizes she's not properly secured the seatbelt was never buckled and she couldn't reach it to buckle it herself. Nine. She's nine years old. And it now the seatbelt is the secondary safety measure. The primary is one of those that you pull over your the shoulders bar. that holds yeah. you into the, the ride. That was done. She did it herself. She got in the seat and she pulled it down. But they're also supposed to, you know how they walk around and they, they pull up on the thing and then they check to make sure you're buckled. Oh my gosh, when I tell you, I'm, I'm getting goosebumps now because no. I looked at that video and that video is harrowing. Like you that, can look at that girl and she's so excited. The ride's about to start. She's doing this. No, the look on that girl's face is just utter terror when the ride starts moving. The bars, are, the bars are a secondary measure. The primary safety is the straps. The bars are not going to keep a tiny human well, that's secure. why there are two. But in, yeah. in this, it says that the secondary measure is the seatbelt. The primary really? is the harness that holds you in. Um, but from, directly from the article that I found it, it says, When the ride started going up, I was screaming for help, said Carmichael. I'm guessing no one heard me because I was on this side and the people were, who were controlling the ride were all the way on the other side. The video shows operators checking other riders but failing to check her, Isabella to make sure her seat was locked and secured. Literally, Two of them walk right by her and never even check any piece of her secure, like none of them check anything. They check people beside her, but not her. Oh, well, when you're that tiny, I guess it's hard. It's easy to like overlook you. You knew you're, they knew she was there. It's not like she was invisible. Uh, anyway, so I got on it and I put, put it on myself, said Carmichael, the, the shoulder thing. I was thinking after the ride. I was thinking after the ride, maybe they thought I was buckled in because they didn't look at the buckle. Isabella's mother, April Piper, worries that if it weren't for her daughter's screams, her daughter might not be here today. Watching that video and watching her face go from happy to worrying about her seatbelt, said Piper, the pure terror that just flood th 
through flooded through her whenever that ride started moving. It was really hard to watch and it's hard to stomach your child going through that much trauma. Yeah, I would never ride a ride again, ever, if I was that child. <laughs> I know how I am. My anxiety is already bad enough. Yeah, same. <laughs> like, no, 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 no. Let me out of this ride. I'm good. Never again. Josh Woods, the executive director of the Greater Gulf State Fair, said ride, ride operators noticed something wasn't right as soon as the ride went up into the air. That's a little late, by the way, as they were doing a part of their ride inspections. The primary safety device that allows the rider, the rider to operate, that was engaged. So there's a two-fold safety check, basically. The, the primary safety device, the shoulder harness, they have to all be in place in order for the, the ride to actually start working. And I guess that's probably because, you know, some buckles might not get buckled. But I've been in rides before, and they'll go around, and they'll buckle the ones that are empty for that very reason. So that yeah, all of them show that everything's been done. It's the, uh, so, what is that thing called uh, when you, repetitive tasks, uh, what's the psychology name for that? What am I thinking of? Um, I have no idea. Uh, uh, what Sheldon did it to Penny on uh, the Big Bang Theory. He would give her like a snack or something like that when she did something right. Uh, what is oh, that? Style- that's positive. He did positive reinforcement, but that's not what you're thinking of. That's not okay. That's not what I'm thinking of. Um, no. It's like conditioning people to do something. Like muscle memory is what I thought of when you said that. That's oh, okay. That's yeah, muscle memory. Yeah. Maybe I'm thinking of. I I don't know. I don't know what I'm thinking of. Um, well, I mean, there's something to be said for. I mean, it's the same stuff that I used to tell you guys when you were my tellers, right? You have to go through the motions. It might feel like you're going through the motions, but you have to do the same thing every time because then you notice when something's not right. Yeah. That's basically what they're supposed to be doing. They're supposed to go to every single seat, make sure the buckle, the seatbelt is buckled and the harness is down. The secondary. So anyway, getting back to the article, the secondary device, the buckling of the buckle was not buckled. (laughs) That's a hell of a quote, said Woods. There is a safety zone on the mega drop. It went up to the safety zone, and again, workers are looking, constantly looking. They did notice that the secondary safety device was unbuckled. The ride was immediately stopped, and everybody was brought down safely. Boy, does he know how to undersell this situation. (laughs) Right. Wood said the fair workers responsible for this accident have received additional training. Well, that makes me feel better. They've received additional training. Leave it to a man to understate a situation. Right. <laughs> before ride, before rides get here, the rides are inspected nine times before they hit the property, said Wood. They have excellent training programs. So the workers did go through retraining and re-reminding that everything has to be checked at the start of the ride. Why am I even having to tell you again? This is literally just a rule. Just do it. He said North American Midway Entertainment owns the rides and takes pride in their safety precautions to protect those who attend the fair. Do they? But, no. The primary safety device worked. There was nothing defective, said Woods. My family rides the ride. My my board's kids ride the rides. As for this mother, she's still concerned for the safety of other families. No kidding. I had great trust in the greater Gulf State Fair, said Piper. I didn't think I had to worry about that type of thing. I don't want another parent to think that they could trust them so naively as I did because you are literally putting your children's lives in these people's hands, which is true. You are relying on them to make these rides safe because especially for a nine-year-old, it's not her responsibility to make sure she's safely buckled in that ride. That is literally their job. That's like one of their only jobs. 
Anyway. Yeah, well, and you don't know. You don't know what the safety precautions are because you don't know what this ride is. I haven't been trained. (laughs) I'm just coming into the ride and I'm just here to have a good time. Your job is to make sure I am safe with it. Yeah. That's your And another reason why this one was so, so terrifying when I watched the video too is because it reminded me of the case that I covered about the amusement park in Florida. That's exactly what happened with him because the shoulder harness was down, but the buckle was not done. And so he slipped out of that ride. He shouldn't have been in the ride in the first place. They should have not allowed him to do that. But one of the safety measures was not done and he was all the way at the top. So you can't sit there and tell me that it's foolproof to do that. Somebody didn't check because if it was done, if, if it was done, they would have known. So if it wasn't done, they would have known. And they later did come back and say that the, the, the safety belt wasn't done. So anyway, that's all I could think of when I was looking at this video, this poor girl. Another article also mentioned that there was a boy sitting next to her and he was trying to calm her down when the ride stopped in the air and was telling her, like showing her how to use her foot to try to kick the belt up so that she could reach the buckle and buckle herself in because she was terrified. Oh, sweet boy. And she told them after she got back down that he had done that. Um, And it's just so sweet he was like he was he was telling her to calm down he was like here you can do this and he was trying to help her um so that's that's that situation so then the only other thing i had was actually just this year it was actually saturday before we recorded this episode so it was not even 12 hours before i was doing the research the fair was shut down early due to a disruptive behavior According to an article that was released uh, Saturday, the Greater Gulf State Fair was shut down early Saturday night in response to disruptive behavior, an official told Fox 10 News. Mobile City Councilman Josh Woods, who is the executive director of the fair, acknowledged that the disruptive behavior, uh, uh, acknowledged the disruptive behavior, but would not address reports of shots having been fired. The fair was apparently shut or was shut down approximately two hours early. And they said that beginning um, Sunday after 6 p.m., no one under 18 was allowed to be admitted to the fair without a guardian. What's so interesting, and I don't cover in my notes, is that um, a similar situation happened just two weeks ago at the North Carolina State Fair. Seriously? Uh, What is going on? Um, Well. Well, and um, just as as of the writing of, of. this information they didn't have any reports of any injuries or fatalities the biggest problem was obviously everybody panicked when they heard the shots and they were all trying to run out of the fair which can cause injuries because there's only so many exits so they ended up having to close the the fair early just for everybody's safety um and there as far as i know there's not been any arrests and they don't have an identity of who did it but they did have to close the fair down. They probably won't. That's a good episode suggestion. Stampede. Oh, Lord. I don't want to know. Stampede incidents. Kelsey, write it down. Write it down. We're going to forget it. <laughs> the amount of times we have said something and don't remember it. I, I know. We're like, that's a great idea. And then we it's gone. I actually had, we have a, a, a Google sheet and I had thought of case, uh, cases to cover when I was in the airplane heading back from my vacation and so I had to put them in my notes thing that's why I hurried up and added them when I got back because I didn't want to forget all right so that's all I got so it's your turn well good job good job um mine's gonna be a little bit shorter 
And actually, I'm going to blind you guys with my beauty and my giant pimple again by turning on my big screen. So you can read. So I can read because I'm blind and I need larger font. You weren't kidding either. I didn't realize it until I we did that episode under the table when you were here. Your text my font's is really very big. big. <laughs> <laughs> it's very like, large. Wow. Okay. <laughs> and it's always like I have. I wonder twice. your page numbers are way different from mine. <laughs> yeah. In the beginning, Samantha was like, "Oh, I have like three or four pages," and I was like, "I have 18. <laughs> but like. I had less words because the font is so big <laughs> so that I can't bigger. see. <laughs> uh, if anybody meets me in real life, just take a side glance at my glasses and y- you'll be able to see that I can't actually see because they are so thick. Anyways, I'm going to tell you mostly about the North Carolina Fair, North Carolina State Fair incidents, with one exception at the end. And that's what you brought up in your notes. Thanks for omitting that for me. We've never had a cross-contamination. We haven't. And oddly enough, it happened out of state for both of us. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yep. Whatever. Well, you know, it's got to happen at some point. So, obviously. True. Especially when we don't actually disclose, like, what we're covering when we do these joint episodes. True. And we, I didn't, I wasn't fully sure that we were on board with it until last night when you texted me. And you were like, I'm doing my research. And I was like. What are we oh, what? <laughs> <laughs> Yes, I sent you a snap and you were like, you were like so what's this week's episode? <laughs> well, yeah, because last time I talked to you, you were like, I'll look up some stuff and see if I can find anything. That was the last thing. You Dude, this is why also, thank you, lovely listeners, if you are still here after missing a week of an episode. And I, I know you guys all love hearing Oakley in the background. She loves to make an appearance. In At episodes. some point, she'll die. I hope probably anyway, for the rest of us. Probably she's going to live out of spite. But um, Montana and I had a very harrowing week, shall we call it? So when you sent me that message, it was during the work day for me. So I saw that message. I was like, "Huh, I'll look that up." And then I promptly didn't because I didn't have any time, and I completely <laughs> forgot until I started doing research. And I was like, I sat down to do my research, and I'm like, I started doing a different case. I started doing a case I want to cover, and I was like, oh crap. That's not what's next. It's a joint episode. What were we going to do? I had to scratch my brain to figure it out. Um, so, and I luckily remembered this time, even though I promptly dismissed it and did not save it in our chat like I try to do so that I don't forget stuff. So well, it worked out well. Now we have a group chat and somebody who can help us remember and hopefully keep us in line. I don't know. <laughs> Anyways, so... Obviously, like, I'm not going to go into, like, the safety stuff and all that stuff, even though I really want to. Um, It hurts my soul and my heart that I can't go into, like, the different regulations that are put up. So just know that you guys didn't want it. I learned about it, and it's hurt my soul. You're hurt my soul, dear listener. (laughs) Since when do you let them do that? You usually just do whatever you want to anyway. That's true. I think I think I I think I didn't do it mostly because a lot of it was just like reiterating to mm-hmm. what I said on the amusement parks. But like state fairs and amusement parks are like widely like mm-hmm. two different things. State fairs are not going to get into the safety thing. Don't come at me, but state fairs were 
created for agriculture. And North Carolina shows a lot of that if if you've ever been to it. Kelsey, have you been to the state fair here? Okay. She shook her head no. When you go, you're going to see like a lot of like agriculture there. You're going to get to learn a lot about like the different animals and like the different vegetation that's grown here. Like my husband just went, we normally like take out an entire three day weekend to go to the state fair. Cause the North Carolina state fair is so large. You need like three days to just cover the bare minimum. And we've been going for years and he actually ended up going without me this year because we had a dog situation. He learned that North Carolina is the second largest producer of peanuts. Didn't know that. I didn't know that. It's the first. Uh, I don't remember what he said. I wasn't there, so I didn't like, you know. Absorb the information? Yeah, it it was just. Is it Dothan, Alabama? (laughs) It might be. (laughs) They have a a whole peanut festival there. So, yeah, you you get to learn, like, a lot of stuff about different agricultural stuff but obviously you're gonna have like rides and you're gonna have a lot of food which is why i go because i love to snack and you have something called a tractor pull does anybody know what a tractor pull is yes samantha do you know what a tractor pull is not really it is the most amazing thing that you will ever see um it is tractors who will literally just tractor trailers or trucks or whatever it is just pulling heavy shit and it's really loud and it's just it's it's incredible i love it i love everything about it (laughs) all right noted north carolina state fair does that uh if you go there do that don't ride the thing that goes over the park ski lift sky lift sky lift yeah so it's like a ski lift. Um, there's a picture, and I'll actually send it to you so you can post it on our social media, of me turning around to my sister-in-law while I'm on it, and I'm crying <laughs> because I'm a big baby. Uh, anyway, Kelsey, did you look up who the first peanut thing was? Yes, I did. Um, it says Georgia grows 42% of all the peanuts in the U.S. Yeah, that was it. He did say Georgia. I was like, I feel like it was another southern state. So, yeah, Georgia and then North Carolina. I was like, peanuts can grow in this shitty soil? Okay. <laughs> what is clay? Everything in North Carolina is clay. Let's be real. It's terrible. It's a bit of Alabama, too. Yeah, that's true. So, at the North Carolina State Fair, there is a ride called the Vortex. It is one of those, like, pendulum rides. It's, it's kind of like um, the Fireball. Mm-hmm. So it like flips passengers upside down towards the sky and it like goes faster and farther every time it does it. But back in 2013, there were actually two of them at the North Carolina State Fair. One was a little bit older than the other. Uh, and on October 23rd, 2013, things went a bit wrong with one of them. And it was the newer one. The newer Vortex had just stopped to allow riders off of the ride. So, you know, how, like, things will stop, people unbuckle, they start to get off, all of that stuff. But in the middle of this whole thing, 
the ride unexpectedly like just started back up. So people had unbuckled, some were getting off back onto like the loading dock, the whatever it is, and it just started back up. Five people were injured, ranging in ages from 14 to 39, and were hospitalized. There is a video of this that you can go watch. Should you want to. Should you want to. I actually didn't watch this video. I just kept seeing that there were videos. I don't want to see what was described to me. But just know if that's something that you want to see. There are videos out there. But I think a quote that I found in an ABC article describes what happens best. Uh, So I'm just going to quote directly from it. Horrified bystanders watched as riders were thrown off while others tried to hold on to the machine. Max Byron... 13 told ABC News Radio that he was watching the ride and had seen people knocked unconscious. He said, end quote, there were actually some people that were still, I think, strapped in and holding on, really hanging on for their lives, but they were falling like raindrops. It was really crazy. And in some of the articles I saw where some of the passengers were thrown 20 to 30 feet as they were exiting this ride. And there, nobody died? No one died. That's impressive. Yeah. And lucky for them. I think the saving grace was that the ride had been stopped and it started up as they were exiting. So it was like one of those situations where not everybody's unbuckled. Some people are unbuckled. You're already at ground level. So you can either kind of like fall off, whatever. You know, if you have a delayed reaction like me, I'd be halfway up in the air and be like, I guess I need to roll to the ground. Oh, wait, I'm 20 feet. No. How long did the ride go until they were able to get it stopped? They didn't say that. They didn't explain any of that. That's fun. And I didn't watch the video. So that's, you know, that's on me. If you want to watch the video. I really don't. I don't like watching people suffer. So it's not something I typically do. I would imagine they probably shut it off pretty quickly would be my guess since there weren't more people injured uh, because five people were injured in this and most of them were a part of one family. Oh, probably because they were all sitting together. Yeah. It was like a husband, a wife, um, a niece and a son and then another person who was outside of the family. Yeesh. When you said it was the new one, I was like, okay. Yeah. Interesting. Only a few days later, the ride's operator was charged with three felony counts of assault with a deadly weapon. His name was Timothy Dwayne Tuttero. He did eventually plead guilty to bypassing a ride safety system leading to the accident. What? Yes. He was sent. Any reason behind it? Oh, yeah. Okay. He was sentenced to 18 months unsupervised probation and 18 to 34 months suspended sentence. He also served 22 days in jail. For him. From what I could find, there was something installed on the ride called, quote, jump wires, unquote. They were installed to secretly manipulate the machine so it would pass inspection prior to the start of the fair. Because in North Carolina, anytime a ride is installed anywhere in North Carolina, it needs to undergo an inspection. And it has to pass it mechanisms that were within the ride. 
board of whatever inspection bullshit. But that also means that anytime the ride is moved, so say they have to stop the ride, they have to remove a part and move the ride or do something with the ride, it has to be re-inspected. So North Carolina actually inspects their fair rides a lot more than other state fairs do. So they put these jump wires in so that it would pass inspections. But what it did was it bypassed the safety leading to what happened. The reason Timothy Tuttero ended up getting such a sweet deal was that, why the fuck did I put sweet deal in there? Oh my God. Um, Was that he testified against his boss, Joshua, and I am not kidding you when I say this, Joshua Macaroni, (laughs) who came up with the jump wires idea. So I'm confused. How are the jump wires causing it to pass inspection if it's bypassing the safety mechanism? I I don't know what the uh, list of safety requirement checklist is for the state safety inspections. So I don't know. It seems like that's counterintuitive. It seems like if they had those, then it would cause them to fail the inspection if that's the purpose. But whatever. Okay. Well, you also have to think like, If it's passing safety inspections, the safety inspectors are coming out to ensure that it is safe for the public to consume. So we're going to check like things like seatbelts, safety mechanisms that lock in place, all of that kind of stuff. We're not going to look at something that bypasses a safety something that is behind something, right? I guess. So if there's... I mean, I would think that one of the first things that they would check is, okay, so does this ride function when the safety systems are not correct like i would think that would be one thing you would need to check would it not i mean that's the whole purpose right we're we're keeping people safe by using these safety mechanisms they all have to be the correct way in order for this ride to work and if that's not the case like i if you're doing a safety inspection i would think you would check that okay this seat's going to remain unbuckled does it still work yes okay well we've got a problem here from what from my best guess is because I don't really know. Um, the only thing I saw was jump wires. They didn't explain what that was. I Googled it, couldn't figure out what it was. None of that stuff. My best guess from this is that it's a hack of some sort that is not easily detectable on like a standard safety inspection or whatever. Okay. It's like that time that one. Um, service manager asked me to forge signatures on documents because nobody would know, right? You know, that type of thing. Who does it hurt? Yeah, well, see, I had a manager do that once and the person who signed it was out on vacation that week and the auditor caught it. Yeah. I'm, it's like, hey, I told you not to do it. <laughs> I can't lie at the best of times. You want me to forge my signature? Get fucked. No. Um, anyways, um, so Joshua Macaroni, who, he was the one who actually came up with the jump wires idea. He was charged too, but he got, well, is it? For him to be charged, yes. He only got five to 15 months suspended sentence, but had to spend 30 days in jail following the 24 months 
following with 24 months of probation. And he also had to pay a fine of $22,500. That is a low fine. It, it truly is because what he did could have easily killed people, almost killed people. A lot of people. There was a civil case brought up by the families against Macaroni and Tuttero. They There was a lot of shit around this, and I'm not going to get into detail, but the gist of it is that the defense attorneys came out and said that the only reason these, the family is doing this is because they want money. They don't want like safety to be a part of it. And so in the end, the settlement was agreed upon confidentially. So they did settle mm. because they were in the fucking wrong at the end well, of the yeah. day. And how dare you come at a family that you almost fucking killed and say that they're only in this for the money. You ugh, legitimately ruined like their psyche for the rest of their life. Oh, I'm sure. you did. But okay. Now, I mentioned there were two vortexes mm-hmm. previously at the NC State Fair that year. And there's a reason for that. Because four days after the first vortex accident happened, the second vortex, the older one, had an accident. And this was after the fair had actually closed and they were like dismantling the rides, as you do. While while workers were dismantling the older of the vortex rides after the fair closed for the year, the ride's seating section fell and it trapped one of the workers, and pinned the lower half of his body. From what I could find, the worker suffered a broken back, pelvis, and leg. And I actually saw some of the quotes of other workers who came upon this worker and said, yeah, he was fucked up. Like, Well, yeah. I mean, that much weight? I can only imagine. Yeah. And they tried to lift the machinery off themselves, and they said we, we couldn't. It was too heavy. We couldn't lift it. So he had to lay there like that. Again, I'm amazed he didn't die. Yeah, I'm amazed he didn't die either. And it's not the first time a worker was injured from a ride at the North Carolina State Fair. In 2009, a worker fell while trying to break down the Flying Bob's ride. I do not want to be the worker that takes these things apart, apparently. Yeah. Don't don't know what happened there because I the only thing I could literally find was worker fell while disassembling the Flying Bob. Hmm, okay. No, did he die? Was he permanently injured? Is there a GoFundMe? Like, nothing. In 2002, a worker was killed. The victim was Irvin Allen, 41, and he had been a 12-year employee of Midway Vendor Amusements of America. They're the ones who supply the rides for state fairs. They probably supply the rides for your state fair. Mm-hmm. Irvin was an attendant at the bonsai ride, a pendulum, a pendulum type ride, kind of like the um, uh, fireball mm-hmm. with seats at the bottom of the column. Riders were swung back and forth increasingly at higher intervals each time. All I'm saying is like there's a pattern here and a lot of them have to do with these pendulum rides. Maybe don't ride those. <laughs> Maybe don't ride those. 
Irvin was standing on the platform of the ride when he was struck by a leg of a passenger on the ride. He was knocked from the platform, struck by the ride itself afterwards, and was thrown over the top of the neighboring Starship ride and landed near the pizza stand. Oh my gosh. He died. Obviously. He flew quite far um, and was hit twice at high speeds. The rider whose leg struck Irvin was injured as well. She was a 16-year-old girl. Thankfully, it was only some serious bruising to her leg, but her father did say that she was emotionally injured from the tragedy. I imagine. She probably blamed herself, even though it had nothing to do with her. I'm sure. And it wasn't her fault. And to everything that I could find, like, what really pissed me off about, like, articles about Irving was that nobody did anything wrong in this situation. He wasn't in the wrong spot. Her legs weren't in the wrong spot. Like, nothing had gone wrong. My assumption is what they didn't cover is that they didn't set up proper safety standards for the workers in that situation. I I don't know for sure. Can't say for sure. So take that with a grain of salt. I'm taking what I read and what it meant. Because at the end of the day, they were like, protocol was followed. The worker followed his own protocol where he's supposed to be, blah, 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 blah. Nobody's at fault here. No, there's somebody at fault because your protocol is incorrect. Yeah. Somebody was If, if somebody can get, get hurt and they are following all of the proper protocols that you have put in place, then you have not put the proper protocols in place. So that is on you. Well, one of the caveats that they said in one of the articles was that Irving had worked for 12 years with this company, but that he had taken the previous year off due to whatever. Doesn't really matter. Insinuating that maybe he had a lack of, I don't know, awareness of a giant machine coming So everything that he had done for years fell out of his head over that one-year period, and he just magically forgot how to do anything? Also, my dear, there are a lot of workers at your state fair that don't work there every year. It is their first year. So are you telling me that since it's their first year, they may die too? If they follow all the proper protocols? Well, we know how these fairs and these amusement parks work. It's never their fault. I'm, And again, I might be reading more into it. But looking at, look, the past year and a half looking at articles on things and reading like the nuances and things like that of what people say and what they don't say. And especially what they do say, but they don't say. And especially in this situation where they go, every protocol was followed, but you know what? He took the year off before is it's like a leading indicator that at the end of the day, it was probably his fault. Like it's like the media or the amusement park feeding the media, trying to persuade you to believe that, you know what, they're not at fault. It was probably his fault because he was just rusty or something. Like, get fucked. That's what I read. No, I mean, you're right. It's putting that little seed of doubt or whatever. It's just like, you know, in trials you hear um, the prosecutor or the defense attorney will do those types of things. They'll say, oh, well, she had had a lot to drink. Oh, what was she wearing? Did you have a thong on? She uh she showed her boobs earlier that day to her boyfriend. Maybe she deserved it. Like, they'll throw those things in there for just about anybody. So, 
it's not really surprising. There's a reason they do that because it plants that thought into the jury's head or into the people who are reading the article, plants that thought into their head and that thought will grow whether they mean it to or not. Wow. Yeah. And it seemingly, seemingly innocuous, but obviously there's a reason why that was said. Well, I feel like more and more people are becoming more self-aware and becoming more of critical thinkers so they can look at things like that and go, mm, something about this just doesn't seem, it seems very victim blamey to me. seems very victim blamey to me. Hate it. I would love to believe that people are getting better at that. I think people are more aware of it because it's being talked about by people who are aware of it instead of it just being brushed under the rug yeah. or accepted as a norm. Um, but whether people are actually using that information and applying it in these situations, I don't know about Maybe that. Maybe not. Anyway, so poor Irving. He did die after 12 years. And we have a young teenager who is not young anymore. She's probably our age. She's your this age. 2002. Yeah, she was 16 in 2002. So she's your oh, yeah, she'd be age. my age. Yeah. Who has to live Roughly. with the film of that every day? Yeah. And probably will never ride a ride again. All of these people that were in these incidents never will ride any of these rides ever again. Absolutely not. Um, back in 1998, three people suffered minor injuries after three cars collided on the Zyklon roller coaster. And this sounds worse than it is. The accident happened when the wheel bearings of one car seized up causing the car to come to a stop before it was supposed to. Uh, the two cars behind it, you know how a roller coaster works. So it seized up before the stop point at the gate. And so the cars coming in behind just like rammed into it. Probably got some wicked whiplash. Yeah, that was my assumption. Uh, newspapers.com. Literally, that was all it said. In 2017, a two-year-old boy was hurt on one of the rides in Kittyland, the section of the park that is for small children. Uh, he had been strapped in by his dad, but stood up before the ride started. So I guess his dad didn't like strap him in correctly, which again, is not his dad's job. No, it is the job of the attendant to do that. So the kid, like, stood up before the ride. He apparently sat back down. So, like, only one person saw this kid, like, stand up. So only, like, one person knew that he wasn't strapped in. Because he sat right back down and the ride started. And when the ride started, it scared him or it did something and it jolted him back to his feet. And the two-year-old fell off the ride as it was going. He only suffered, like, bruises and scrapes. You know, if a kid tumbled down, like, a driveway or something like that, that's what he suffered. But, again, at the end of the day, it's not the parents, because they don't know. Like, you're not going to go to a ride that you've never been on yourself and know exactly what the safety measures are for it. It's not your job. Since I, like, didn't have a whole bunch from North Carolina State Fair, because, again, like I said, they do have pretty strict, like, safety rules for the rides here i did decide to tell you about something that affected north carolina's rides which samantha this was our crossover our first crossover 
that happened in Ohio. On June 26, 2017, a crazy malfunction occurred on the fireball. Hey. Which is now, I'm thinking, very morbid. And I have regrets about it. But no taxis backsies at this point. Nope. Too late. So again, the fireball is a pendulum ride. I have never been on a pendulum ride, by the way. I don't know if you have, Samantha. I almost did at Six Flags when we went a uh, year before last. But no, I've never actually been on one of those exact rides. No. Well... I've been on, I've been on, uh, I've been on, they had a, like a, a, a spaceship one that was yeah. at Six Flags that actually went all the way upside down. But some of these are like spinning while they're going back and forth. That's the way that the one at the Six Flags is. I've never done anything like that. But the ones that are like stationary, like the boats that just go side to side up to a certain point. I had the one that I rode was at Six Flags, which has since been taken down and it went all the way upside down. And that is terrifying. And those the straps on those things were not what they should have been. It was like a buckle and then a lap thing. Like I, that was it. The only one I've been on was the 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 um, pirate ship at Alabama Adventure. Do you remember? Yeah. That yeah. That's mm-hmm. the only one I, I was on. And I literally screamed and cried so much that before it got to its full thing, like it didn't it didn't flip over. They actually stopped the ride and let me off because I was having a full meltdown. Okay, well, I'm a neurodivergent. Why the fuck would you put me on something like that when I said I didn't want to (laughs) go? I didn't. Why are you coming at me? I had nothing to do with this situation. I don't like situations I can't control, okay? Ugh. Ugh. I need my, my, like, comfort blanket, but it's, it's drying. Um... I'm really upset right now. Anyways, this pendulum is actually one of the ones that you were talking about where it spins. Mm-hmm. So the fireball, as it goes up and nobody can see me. Why do I do this? Um, as You're it helping goes me. up and down, it spins. So it's, it's rotating. You have, when you have several points of movement and anything, you're going to have more things that can fail. Mm-hmm. It's just, that's how things work. Um, there is a video of this, and I accidentally watched it. Um, I I don't watch the videos of, like, these accidents happening because I will literally sob for days on end. Samantha knows. I've, mm-hmm. I've done it before. And she's like, please don't do this again. Um, and then you do it again. You're not stable enough. Well, I accidentally watched it because I pulled up an article to like read through the article and the video was playing in the background. And I was like, what is that? Cause you know how sometimes when you mm-hmm. go on like a, and a video is playing. So I'm like looking, I'm like scrolling up and down and I like get to the video. It's like in the middle of the article and it literally shows it. And what, what you see is like the arm of this thing going down. And as it, as it goes past the platform, like the loading platform, you kind of hear like a screeching sound. Like it's almost like metal rubbing up against something else. And when I watched it, I was like, did it hit something? Did it hit something? And I don't know if it did, but as it swings back out in the other direction on this pendulum, there's sections of seats where it's, I think six or seven people 
on each side. So you've got one, two, three. You've got like three on each side, six, what, 30 people, 30-ish people Mm -hmm. that are on this. And as it swings out, the farthest one, the farthest section of seats just lets go. And it just, like the whole section just like flies out of these people who are like strapped into this. They're just, they're just loose. Yeah. See, I didn't watch this video. I did not want to watch the video. I wish I had not. I wish I had not. Uh, as soon as I saw it, like leave the ride, I stopped watching because I was like, Oh no. Cause all I, all I think in that moment is like, what, what would I do? There's nothing you can do. You can't. You're strapped into like a metal contraption and they're just like flying into the abyss. Now that you have the dirty details of what happened. Um, Tyler Jarrell, who was 18, died at the scene that day. Uh, and I read a very gut-wrenching account of his mother's account of what happened that day. She had passed her television scene where there had been a death at the, the fair. And she tried to call her son, and he wasn't answering. And she found out by... She she knew. She said she knew. Authorities identified the, injured, the other injured victims as Tamika Dunlap, who was 36, Russell Frank, 42, Kezia Lewis, 19, Jacob Andrews, 22, Jennifer Lambert, 18, and I hope I get this right. If I don't, don't come at me. Abdika... Abdikin Hassan, 19, and a 14-year-old boy who was injured, but he was never publicly, like, identified. So how many were injured? So six were injured, and Jarrell was killed. But I do want to say, Jennifer Lambert later died the year later. She had suffered a brain injury from the ride. She had been admitted at that point to a long-term like care facility and died from her injuries. And there's actually, um, there's follow-ups to this. So I think it was to me, I think Tamika actually did a follow-up to it more recently that you can go and look up. And she like talks about, I'm pretty sure it was Tamika. Um, she talks about like her life now and like living in the aftermath of what happened, which is pretty awful. Cause that's not something that you just walk away from. No. You live with it every single day. So what does this have to do with the North Carolina State Fair? Oh, well, I I will make one note real quick. Okay. So the parallels are really creepy between that one and mine. One died, six injured. Mine was one died, eight were injured. The arm broke, which is the exact same thing that happened with mine. Mm -hmm. And... It just like the two cases, the fact that they even both came up was just really weird. And I mean, it's mostly teenagers that get hurt in these situations, which I just I I mean, I really hate it because especially when they when they pass, like they're so young and they have their whole life ahead of them. And I don't know if you read this, but I had read in one of the articles that um, Tyler had signed up for the Marines a week before that. Oh yeah, he was he was going to be um, going into boot camp. I think six weeks after this, supposed mm-hmm. to be. Yeah, no, no, no. It wasn't six weeks. It was six months because he was still in high school. Yeah, 
it's never okay for somebody to die in a situation like this, but it's just especially heart wrenching when it's somebody that's so young and hasn't has yet to actually live their life. Yeah, no, I I completely agree, and it's I feel like there was something that could have happened here that would have stopped this. Um, and the reason that I say this is because two months prior to this incident happening. The ride was actually active at the North Carolina State Fair. It passed all inspections and everything like that. And if you look up what happened, what the investigation proved with this ride, what went wrong, they said it was corrosion. Mm -hmm. And corrosion happens when you have too much moisture with metal, salt, whatever, which, okay, can happen in Ohio, but at the end of the day, it doesn't happen in two months. And in reality, you're probably looking at less than a month that it was there and corrosion could have happened. So do we truly believe it was corrosion or, I mean, I'm not saying anything because I don't want to get sued. But again, at the end of the day, it passed inspections. It worked fine two months prior in North Carolina. North Carolina came out and said, pass our inspections. Don't know why it didn't work for you. Yeah, it's just so bizarre. Well, and honestly, in these situations, it's like, who do you trust? Can you even trust it? Yeah. At any point in time. Like, don't get on amusement rides. Just don't do it. Don't do it. Like, I'm seriously, like, I'm not, I'm not trying to victim blame or anything like that. Just don't get on rides. Can't do it. I can't do it myself. Only because I will die from a heart attack if you try to give me on something. Look, the first roller coaster we went on with Sophia at Six Flags, on a little lighter note, um, when I had ridden it when I was her age, it wasn't as bad. But they had since changed it. So the ride was a hybrid. When I rode it, it was a wooden coaster. They had changed it, and it's a hybrid now. So it has metal rails with the wooden roller coaster as well. So they can do more with it rather than it just being up and down and, and kind of inside of itself and that sort of thing. It was a lot rougher <laughs> than I remembered. And this was the first ride that they hopped on. And Sophia passed out during the ride. All of a sudden her head hit my shoulder and it happened twice in that one ride. And it took me hours. It took me hours to get her to go on another one. And it was a much smaller one. And it was one of the more kid friendly ones. And after that, she was fine. She's like, that first one was bad. I passed out twice. It's like, yes, you did. Sophia's me. I am Sophia. I know. When you, <laughs> you were saying about being so terrified of them, that's what I was thinking the whole time. That was Sophia. I look forward to her growing up. I know she's going to reach out to me and she's going to be like, how do you do it? And I'm going to be like, I don't know. Drugs. <laughs> Legal Please drugs. Don't. They're legal drugs. They're prescribed to me. <laughs> that's how I do it. Please specify. <laughs> we should. So yeah, that's the um uh North Carolina State Fair. Um but also apparently after the fireball incident, like you said, the manufacturer came out and said, Hey, how how about you guys shut down all of our rides? Which is one thing I can give to them. They were like, shut down all of our rides until we can figure out what happened. Mm -hmm. But at the end of the day, they said it was corrosion. And I just don't see corrosion building up over two and a half months from North Carolina to Ohio. 
I guess the question would be, if it was corrosion, was it? Are are you trying to say that the corrosion was not caught by North Carolina officials? Is that what you're claiming, or are you claiming that the corrosion happened in a month? Because I can tell you right now, Ohio has more incidents happen in their state fairs by far and large than North Carolina does. I'll tell you one thing: I'm not going to be going to see Cedar, Cedar Point. <laughs> Isn't it Cedar Point that's in Ohio? Yeah. Um, they have one of the fastest roller coasters, and I sure as heck ain't going there um, after hearing this information. <laughs> no, 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 no. But no. Oh, good. Not happening. No. Oh, wait. I told you, right? Uh, I texted both of you and said uh, Cedar Fair is now, they're, they're merging with Six Flags. Mm-hmm. So uh, if you guys like Six Flags... They're now Cedar Fair. <laughs> so, you're welcome for that knowledge. Just look into some Cedar Fair stuff. This is serious, like, merging stuff going on with all kinds of companies lately. But it's fine. It's yeah. fine. It's whatever. So, hope you guys enjoyed the State Fair stuff. <laughs> really, really enjoy those rides when you get on them going forward. Yeah. <laughs> Maybe think twice about going on rides do what i do and go to the state fair and just get a giant corn or three and walk around and eat giant corn sure why not that's literally the only thing i do (laughs) there's plenty to do at the fairs outside of the rides i will say that oh yeah for sure if you're if you're never been to the north carolina state fair you gotta get the corn and you have to get the hush puppies because the hush puppies are like made at the mill there well one of these days when i come visit i'll do it at a time of the fair and I can go with you. There you go. Hey, you're missing the fair and you're missing the Renaissance fair. We got I two know, more weeks up. for that. Anyways, good job you. Good job me. Good job, Kelsey. Where wait, which part is it? Is it mine? You can wait, it's you. Somebody's confused. <laughs> you can find us on Facebook and Instagram at Rupertel's Podcast. What about email, Montana? Do you do you remember? Yeah, email me at reapergals at reapertales.com. Stop emailing me about the fucking ukulele. I don't know. People keep saying it's not that bad of an instrument. That's all that like that's all you're telling me. <laughs> okay. I'm sorry I said anything about an instrument. <laughs> Everyone is entitled to their opinion. Uh and they're entitled to share it, I guess. <laughs> Email us your suggestions. That's what I really want. And email us, uh, I forget it. Uh, his name is Gavin. Hi, Gavin. Uh, he te- he like emails us every Thursday because he thinks I'm editing the podcast. Joke's on you, Gavin. I, e- I pre-edited <laughs> him this time last month. <laughs> so thanks for emailing us. Regularly. <laughs> Please like, rate, review, subscribe, all of the things that you lovely listeners I'm sure have already done, but on the off chance you haven't, um, you get bonus points. So please, if at all possible, do a worded review as well, because that does help us and it helps other people find us. Because if you like us, somebody else might too. They might, uh, or they might not. That's okay. I mean, we're really just here to entertain ourselves anyway, so that's that's fine. Truly, truly. Uh, Anyways, until next time, we love you, mean it, bye. The Reaper will come.